Happy Easter, everyone. I will say that since, what is it now, May, or sorry, May, I keep saying May, March, I guess it was 14th is when we got the order from the governor. This is the weirdest one of them all, to not have you all here. Um, it's very difficult, and I'll say, I don't know if you noticed in the midst of the singing of the exaltet, you know, about making the walls shake with joy um, with the sound of our voices, you know, and the, the candle divided uh, with many and yet the candle not dimmed. Um, obviously, it's, it's a different year and it's, it's hard. It's, it's hard not to have you inside. But I will say this, from yesterday, uh, you know, I was blessed to be able to hear confessions in the afternoon between the stations and the liturgy at three o'clock. And the deacon came out to get me uh, because we were running out of time and it was time to start the three o'clock uh, stations. And as I was coming up, I don't know, there were six or seven people kneeling on the steps of the church. And then tonight, going outside, and there were many cars lined up, you know, coming to be near the Easter fire. On Thursday night, we had our beautiful altar of repose outside. Uh, to see so many folks lined up in their cars to be close by is an incredible thing and so beautiful. And I would say just thinking about all of that, right, and the fact that, once again, it's weird. It feels so weird not to have you here. I mean, I guess in some ways it's good that you don't because I'd be like crying with emotional joy. Because I'll be honest, so far, things are going pretty well. I, I got to hand it to our wonderful seminarians, uh, Darren and Joseph. I don't think there's ever been a better lighting of the candles during the Gloria. And did you with me notice the awesome like exclamation point of all the house lights going on right at the name of Jesus at the end? It was fantastic. I'm just really happy about that. They did a fantastic job. You know, the music is sounding great. Mimi did a great job reading along with Joseph. The deacon is being a champ as always and ringing those bells. I mean, everything. It's, it's so beautiful and how I wish that you could be in here with me. And I don't mean to rub it in because I know you wish that you could be here too. And I would say the phrase that's probably so good to sum up this year's Easter, this year's Triduum, is what's going on in the heart of those beautiful women as they leave the tomb, as they leave to go to announce the resurrection of the disciples. Notice what they were. They were fearful, yet overjoyed. And when we think about this night, at the end of what I have heard described as the lentiest Lent that I've ever Lented, I thought that was a pretty good phrase to kind of sum up this year and its, its oddness, right? You know, yes, is there fearfulness? Well, of course there is. But when you think about what we've just done for the last, I don't know how much time, because the bells are off, right? I don't know uh, how much time we just spent listening to those beautiful readings from Genesis, from Exodus, from Isaiah, from the prophet Baruch and Ezekiel, and then finally from the letter of St. Paul to the Romans. You know, all of that, all of it going through essentially does what? It assures us time and again of the fact that God is faithful to His people, that He loves us, that He's loved us into existence. And as we heard, and I would say too, you know, if we, we all kind of have a little bit more time in some ways, after this liturgy tonight, take the time to go back and read the prayers uh, in between each of those readings. 
uh, especially that first one, it said about the marvels of God's love and creation and how important and great that is. And the only thing that sort of overcomes how great that creation is is the love of our Redeemer, of Jesus Christ. We spent all this time going through salvation history, through the Old Testament, seeing time and again how God is faithful to His people, how He tells us to seek, seek the Lord today while He may be found. That in Ezekiel, He's going to take away our hearts of stone and give us fleshy hearts. That, you know, He leads the people through the Red Sea. That with Abraham, He puts him to the test and then He delivers. He makes a great people for Abraham. God always follows through. Right to the very point, right? When we, time and again, run away, what does He do? He sends His only begotten Son. And once again, too, I would say, I spent a lot of time reading through it today, especially the exalted. Look at the beautiful words of that. What's it all about? That ultimately, even though we were unfaithful, even though we have Adam's sin, even though we're in this world of so often of infidelity and running away from God, He sent us His only begotten Son. And because of that, even in this world of fear, even in this world that does have its own, its own unknowns, its own problems with stony hearts and our own infidelity, our own indifference, our own turning away from God, still, He gives us His only begotten Son. And the beautiful thing about that and what we see with all of the senses tonight too, and I'm excited for you once the doors are able to be opened again, and you come inside and can smell it too, not just the incense, but the flowers and how beautiful they are, to see the bright lights of the candles, to hear the beautiful bells and the music, all of it points to the fact that the love of Christ won't be overcome. That really the only thing we have to fear when it comes to that fearfulness compared with that being overjoyed, holding those together, is the fear of our own falling away in sin, right? The only thing we have to fear is not loving our Lord as He loves us. He's given us His all. He completely laid down everything on the cross, died on our behalf. And tonight, we celebrate the fact that no matter what darkness threw at Him, the light cannot be overcome. Is it a weird night? Yes. I mean, are we feeling that fearfulness around us? Well, of course. But as we look at the whole course of human history, there's always been things to be afraid of. There's always been, you know, the Egyptians chasing after us. There's been, you know, all sorts of wars and famines and plagues and problems and all of this. But what do we celebrate tonight? That God loves us. That more than fearfulness, we have a call to be what? Overjoyed. Knowing the fact that that light will continue to burn, will continue to scatter the darkness, that even if we're not all able to be in this building right now to make the walls shake with joy, you know what? Your devotion from the steps, from your cars, from your homes, that love, that devotion for our Lord continues to make the whole world shake. Remember what our Lord said on Palm Sunday, if these don't cry out, the very stones themselves will. Well, my brothers and sisters in Christ, here we are on this great night of joy, even with its own cause for fearfulness. Let's point towards that joy with the way that we live our lives, knowing that, yes, are there questions, are there difficulties? Of course. But regardless of what may be around us, we know one thing. Jesus Christ loved us. He loved his own in the world, and he loved them till the end. He continues to remain with us. That light 
continues to burn. So no matter where you're seeing that light from, no, that light continues to scatter the darkness, continues to send sin and death and the devil away. And as long as we cling to Christ, we have nothing to fear. Praise be Jesus Christ, now and forever.